Irenaeus or Onesiphorus is. You say, well, I don't know if you even pronounce that right. I don't know either, but it's close, all right? The vast majority, and I don't say this demeaning, um, we don't know who they are. And yet, God in his providence saw fit to record their names in the Bible. I don't know about you, but, um, and in a good sense, they were commended. Wow, that that would be a Hall of Fame thing, wouldn't it? I mean, that you are eternally recorded in the Word of God and in a good sense. And it's primarily <coughs> because they were instrumental and gave themselves to the encouragement of other believers. Now, encouragement is so important to the church. In fact, um, God really designed the church as one of the means to be a source of renewing and building up (coughs) and encouraging because he told us, in the world you will have tribulation. But be encouraged, I have overcome the world. And he knew that we lived in, we live in a broken world. Everything calls us towards selfishness and despair. Sin continually is trying to steal our joy. Our bodies break down, our plans falter, our dreams disappear. Our resolves weaken, our perspectives get dim. Let's close in prayer and go home and give up hope. No, that's the world we live in. And I understand many of you live in workplaces that are in and of themselves just oppressive. And and you face that day in and day out. And we live in a world that is that way. And, and it is easy to, <clears throat> to get war down. We're harassed by demands and deadlines and there's many things for us to worry about and we face adversity and failure and disillusionment and, and we could go on and on and on. And as Christians, we're not immune to those things. And yet we often try to, maybe not on purpose, but put a picture that we have it all together. But really, you know, if if we were to carry a picture of what our week was like on our chest when we came to church Sunday, it might be pretty revealing. And it it might be good for us to realize, wow, they had a horrible week, and I really need to be praying for them. But you look around, and everybody looks like everything's going pretty good. But in reality, it's a battle, isn't it? And, And there's a war that is going on. And... Every one of us needs encouragement. 
Now, the point is not tonight. My goal is not to to say uh, you need encouragement, so I'm going to hope that you get encouragement. My point tonight is that we all would become encouragers. And when we become encouragers, we will be encouraged. You know, there's certain things that encourage, and there are certain things that don't. When I was in high school, I wrestled. And um, when my older brother was able to be at the wrestling meet, um, he was an encourager. I mean, he would tell me, get your head up, you know, and cross face. And he would encourage me to do the right things. There were people at the side of the mat that were going, turn them over, lay them flat, pin their shoulders to the mat. They were not an encouragement to me. My grandpa was able to, my grandpa lived to be 97, was hard of hearing. That's probably why I talk so loud. He lived with us. And and he watched pro wrestling, okay? And I'm this scrawny little 98-pound wrestler, and and I'm telling him I'm wrestling, and, and I'm sure in his mind he's going because he's seeing these guys jumping off ropes and, Rah! you know. And <clears throat> anyway, he came to a wrestling meet, and... And afterwards, I came home and I said, well, Grandpa, how did you like it? Oh, that's the way wrestling ought to be. That's that. I like that wrestling, he said. <coughs> and then he said, but what were those girls doing down there? I said, oh, you got to don't pay any attention. I'm sorry if you were a cheerleader. I'm not that sorry. I'm glad you've grown out of it and. uh but I want that we don't just turn them over, lay them flat stuff that doesn't do anything, but that we provide genuine encouragement. <clears throat> you know, we end up losing we end up losing soldiers, so to speak, in the Lord's army far too many because of discouragement. <clears throat> Or people that just kind of pack it in and go through the motions. And and realizing how important it is, in the book of Hebrews, at this time the Christians were met with persecution. It was a common thing. Martyrdom was as common as financial problems are today, for example. And as a result, fear became a very real issue among believers, and and some quit and some drifted away to be safe. But God brought the book of Hebrews as one of the many things to encourage them And in Hebrews chapter 3, and more so in Hebrews chapter 10, he identified that the purpose that he has for them coming together is to encourage one another. 
You notice in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The word that is used there, exhorting one another, and to provoke one another or consider one another to stir up to love and good works, are words that are used similar to what we read in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sins. In our minds, words like exhort, um, I think our definitions today are more like um, instruction and giving direction, and I'm exhorting you to do this. Um, the word that is used here is to literally to fasten up, to strengthen, to help, to repair, to fortify, to establish. It, it comes from the same root word that the Holy Spirit, paraclete, is the Greek word. And the word that is used here for exhort and to, to build up is from the same root word to come alongside of. The Holy Spirit is <coughs> the one who comes alongside and empowers us and strengthens us. When we are involved in encouraging someone, we come as close to the work of the Holy Spirit as anything that we can do. And I think Stephanaeus and Onesiphorus are mentioned in particular for their ministry unto the saints, the ministry of encouragement. I'm not going to belabor the point that that we all need encouragement. And biblical encouragement isn't focused on complimenting someone's haircut or telling them how good their homemade salsa is. That kind of encouragement is fine. I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. But the encouragement the Scriptures refer to are explicitly Christian encouragement to help them to know that they aren't in the battle alone, to point their attention to God, to come alongside them and help them to see uh another perspective to help them see the reality of it. And throughout throughout the New Testament, you find often that this is done. One name that you're much more familiar with is Barnabas. And he was a key encourager. Um, I don't know what Paul's life would have been like had not Barnabas come alongside and encouraged him. He was referred to as the 
the son of consolation or the son of encouragement. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be known as an encourager? Wow, whenever I see this person or whenever they're ministering or, or around my life, they bring encouragement. Now, undoubtedly, you've had people in your life. I trust you've had some of those in your life. But we've all had people that it's like they're just downers. Whenever they come in, it's like, you know. Well, in the world, we'll face that. And and God wants us to develop a culture in the church that... Oh, if I can, if I can just make it to, to our assembly, I know, whew, it will be refreshing. That's the type of culture God wants in a church. That, whew, man, I've, I've had to stand and say, no, no, that's not true. And that, no, and oh, I don't want to listen to that. And, oh, yes, I can get here and, and there will be encouragement. And that doesn't become the ministry of the pulpit. I mean, that's not what it's just dependent on. It is, as we talked last Sunday night, the church functions outside. This is the locker room. Then we go out and do the work of the church. And that's where it's it's providing encouragement and building up one another and strengthening and helping one another. <coughs> So really, we need to stop and say, God, this is, you said that this is an important ministry. This is a part of why we get, we gather together. And so God, I want to be a part of this. And everyone here tonight should have that attitude. I want to be an encourager. So, how do I be an encourager? Number one, ask God to make you an encourager. We have not because we ask not. And in many cases, it's not even on our radar. You know, and, and I understand this and I get this. I can get caught up in this. I gotta do this. I've gotta do that. It's just, it's just enough to get through what I have to get through this week. But it will add a whole new perspective in our life if, if we will just say, God, I want to be a part of this ministry that, that you said in Hebrews chapter 10, we, we gather together, we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves because we want to encourage, come alongside and help and bless and encourage and lift up. And God, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the encouragement. And so, God, you need to teach me. Now, you know, many times we hit our targets with almost a 100% rate because we're not aiming at anything. So what I'm saying is we need to say, God, I want to be an encourager and, God, I'm, I want you to direct me. I want to seek to encourage one person every day. Or I don't care. Baby steps, all right? Baby steps. Take baby steps. One person a week. And then move on to one person a day. But whatever it is, 
<coughs> we have to consciously think about this. Who could I encourage today, Lord? I mean, and it's limitless. Who, just to help you here, who does not need any encouragement? You already know this next week, I will not need any encouragement. Raise your hand so that we make sure we don't waste our encouragement on anyone. See, everybody loves encouragement. It's not just those that are on the brink and and about to go over, but everybody needs it. And and honestly, one a week, fine, that's that's good. That's a baby step in the right direction. But in ways to encourage, we ought to make that a ministry. Lord, today, who do you want me to encourage? Seek to encourage one person a day or you can put a week. And then let them know what you appreciate about them. I appreciate that you're faithful at church. I appreciate that you've been faithfully teaching this Sunday school class. I appreciate that that you greet people, that you go out of your way. I appreciate the way you reflect a, a humble spirit. You know what? We do it when they die, don't we? When when Valida Pugh died, then you started thinking, oh, yeah, Valida. Yeah, she was a faithful Sunday school teacher all those years. And you start, we think about the things that we appreciated about people. <coughs> we need to express appreciation. And there is no telling how that motivates people to even greater service. You don't do it for that. We're not manipulating. But you do it because that's why God designed us. We need each other. And, and we need to take the time, observe and mention admirable character traits. Catch them doing good. They, they say in coaching, an excellent thing is... Catch them doing good and praise it. Why? That's encouraging. So, you know, notice. That means we have to take our eyes off ourselves. We get filled with our problems and our issues and our these things. <coughs> Share how they've been a blessing to you. But look for people, and let them know what you appreciate about them. Notice their battle and let them know that you're praying for them. Sometimes the battles are more evident than other times. I mean, sometimes you can see someone and know, whoa, their hands are full. And it is a battle, and I'm just, and you know, when someone says, hey, I just want you to know, I notice, and I'm praying for you, I'm praying God gives you strength. Just that alone, to know that 
somebody else is in this battle with me. I'm, I'm not just all on my own. And, and to <clears throat> notice the things that they're experiencing and the burdens that they're bearing and encourage them by sharing a promise of God. Maybe a way that God's ministered in your life. Or maybe, see, as you read the Scripture, God, as I read, show me something that you may want me to to share with someone to be an encouragement. Others, thinking of others. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others. And in understanding that, I want to be one that encourages. I want to be one that builds up. And, and so that gives more. Sometimes in our, our getting in the Word, we're, we're often selfish. I need it, and, and we do need it. But God, I want you to run your truth to me and through me. The truth God gives you is this, um, he ministers in your life. Now, is this something he wants me to pass on to someone else? And it might be as simple as writing a little note to him or sending him a text or giving him a call. Hey, I just, I just read this verse today and, and God prompted me to send it on to you. I love you and I'm praying for you. Well, what happens if I don't really love them? Well, fake it till you make it, okay? You're supposed to love them. And set the standard there. But to provide an encouragement like that. But it takes us getting our eyes off of ourself. I mean, in in just a... <coughs> A simple little way to provide them with encouragement. Surprise them with a gift. It might be a, a good book that you read. It might be inviting them to your home, taking them out to eat. It might be buying them a cup of coffee or a latte or a candy bar, or buy them a kale salad. If they love kale, okay? But you know, unexpectedly, someone does something nice, it tells you, wow, I was thought of, they, they notice I'm important to them, they are important to me. What a blessing. And, and the reality of, <clears throat> of taking the time to think of others. Why? We're all battle weary. There's times we, we get that. And, and to realize that. So what can I do to encourage and strengthen the soldiers and 
Lift up the arms that are weak and strengthen the knees that are are feeble. (coughs) And as we start taking care of each other, it will make a difference. As we start encouraging one another. And in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 15, he praised Stephanaeus for being one that ministered to the saints and in 2 Timothy 1, 16 and 8 through 18, he prays Onesiphorus for the same thing. They said of one of them, he addicted himself to the ministry of the saints. I mean, he, he just couldn't get enough of this providing encouragement and, and coming alongside and, and being a helper and encouraging. You can do it. You can do it. <clears throat> With God's help, we can do it. I know you may think these days will never end. You may think you'll never get out of the days of diapers. Or you may think you'll never, um, you'll never have any peace and quiet in your home again. We were just getting used to peace and quiet. Then they all came home for Christmas, okay? And, and... The last two left today, and Marilyn's walking around the house and saying, man, it sure is quiet around here. You're just getting used to it, then it changes. Then you get used to that, and then it changes, okay? But the thing is, <coughs> we have all these different seasons and issues in life. So what you've been through, you know what some of the others are going through. What you would have liked in that season. <clears throat> How can I encourage this older person? How can I encourage this young person? How can I encourage this young family? I mean, it is, it is a, a sad sight when you see a church that doesn't have any kids in it. I mean, and do you think it's an easy deal for stall cups to round up their herd and get them here on Sunday night? Or anybody else that has kids? It's not easy. Number one, it drives me nuts, all these car seats. You know what I mean? We used to just throw them in the car and let's go. Now you got to have jeepers, all these car seats that you got to put them in and everything. And I'm not. I'm just glad my kids are raised, okay? It'd be, it'd be easy for any of these with kids to say, good, I am not coming tonight. It'd be easy for the old folks. <clears throat> I thought I'd get an amen out of that one, you know? They couldn't hear me, alright? I can say that because I have my hearing aid in, alright? I can only wear one when I preach because this thing's in this ear, all right? So if I don't hear your complaints over here, all right? If you want me to hear your complaints, sit over here. But seriously, to express appreciation and provide encouragement, what would I want someone to do? The bottom line is we have to get our eyes off ourselves and think of others. You know, I there would be nothing that would, well, there might be some things, but this would really be encouraging 
to be able to hear next week of all the encouraging things that were done one to another. That's the body functioning. This is just a small sliver of the body functioning. (coughs) But ministering. And God, help me to be an encourager. I want to encourage others. I want to help them. I want to give them a a boost. I I still remember years ago we had... um, um, a family in Dad's church in Adel had a mentally challenged young man, and they stopped out to see us in Livingston. And David could could read, and every day he would read the daily bread, and he read it for us. And the one he read for us, you know, the thought for the day was. Do you give people a boot or a boost? And I remember his mother saying, Do you understand that, David? And David said, Yes. Do you give people boot or boost? And I thought, I mean, that stuck with me. And you think of it. Are we giving people the boot or are we giving them a boost? Are we encouraging them? Are we helping? And every one of us ought to leave here tonight and say, God, by your grace, teach me to be an encourager. God, by your grace, this week, I want to encourage others. Heavenly Father, thank you for those that you have brought in my life, that have provided encouragement at key times. And Lord, I pray that you would help me and help us as a body to be given to the ministry of encouragement. Lord, we need each other. We need to help. We need to build up. And I pray that we would be given to the ministry of encouragement, and may we be encouraged in it this week as we see what you do through it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.